So on this uh, Shabbat of Sukkot and a bat mitzvah, no less, um, there's a few things I want to say, and there's actually something I want to say. That's how rabbis talk, right? So the first thing is, well, a few jokes. First of all, um, we're exactly five days from Yom Kippur, which led John Stewart a number of years ago when he was still working full-time. John Stewart said that the, that the translation for the Hebrew word Sukkot is, how many Jewish holidays can we fit into one month? And he's right. The other observation I have about Sukkot, which came to me last night because it was raining and it was freezing cold, it was really, really cold last night, is um, how truly, truly, that the Jewish holidays, the great festivals, not Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, but what's called in Hebrew, the Chagay Yisrael, right? That the, that the agricultural festivals, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, how truly they were agricultural festivals. Because living in Canada, we can well understand how Sukkot is not a pleasant experience, by and large, because the weather starts turning for us. But anyone who has had the bracha, the blessing of being in Israel for Sukkot knows, it is magical. Magical. And the children, even those from not-so-religious families, love to be in the sukkah, particularly at night, and they do campouts in the sukkah. And so, this is probably an uh, advertisement for you either to make aliyah to Israel or go to Miami Beach. Either one. But after the pandemic passes and there's a vaccine. But in seriousness, what I wanted to share with you, and I thought of this last week, not only in light of the agricultural nature of the holidays, but something a little deeper. And that is, if you were to look at all of the Jewish holidays, both those that are rabbinic and those that are biblical in nature, which one of those could you live every day? So let's go through the list. If I forget one, remind me. No pressure, though. Now, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, the answer is no. You're not fasting every day. However, the idea of self-introspection, that's not a bad thing to live with every day, and you should. But the grandiosity of one day such as that, you're not doing that every day. Uh, Shabbat, we can't do Shabbat every day. I mean, the cessation of work would lead us to a world that is never built, that in essence, nothing physical is completed, it's all internal work. You can't do it. The next idea, of course, would be Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a beautiful, beautiful holiday, but Hanukkah only has its greatest impact because it's dark outside. The ancient rabbis clearly said, Ha'or, that the light, that the light will cast away the darkness. And so it is no surprise or loss to us that Hanukkah, the moment that we bring light into the world, is the moment of the winter solstice when there is the least light in the world. Purim, well, we like people being sober most of the time. Or so I'm told. And so Purim is not something that you should or could live with every day of your life. Shavuot is a beautiful holiday that celebrates the giving of the Torah. No question about that. Every day should be a recommitment to the study of Torah, of understanding the values and the ethics of the Jewish people, of where we have come from, 
But since Shavuot is not only a Yom Tov, which requires us not to work, engage in commercial activity, but also because it's a holiday that is punctuated by a lot, a lot of dairy, and we know the historical problems that Ashkenazic Jews have with lactose, the answer would be no. And everyone's laughing because they know what I'm talking about. Which leads us to today, to Sukkot. Sukkot, as I referenced to you earlier, is not only this great agricultural holiday, but the ancient rabbis said something else. They said that the real reason that the raison d'etre of Sukkot is built on an historical basis, that it commemorates for us the exodus of the Jews from Egypt, that this is how they wandered in an itinerant fashion through the desert for those 40 years until the next generation had come and entered into the promised land. The most common criticism brought against that idea actually emerges in the Talmud itself. One rabbi clearly asked, since when, since when, do people who wander the desert, since when do they live in huts? Do you know what people who wander the desert live in? What do they live in? They live in tents, in huts, not huts. They live in tents, excuse me. They don't live in huts. And do you know why they don't live in huts? Because if you're moving from place to place in the desert over 40 years, the sheer effort of breaking down and building up and then carrying the material for a hut is too much. Tents are light and easily roll up and they provide lots and lots of shade. So if that criticism is in fact correct, and I deeply believe it is, what then is the lesson of Sukkot? And I would say to you that of all the Jewish holidays, the lesson of Sukkot is the one that you should and do live with every day of your life. When you analyze and think about our lives, we make assumptions and build our lives on certainty. We like knowing that we go home to the same address every night. We like knowing that there are the same people in our lives. Some people are so predictable that they in fact like eating the same things all the time. We go to the same schools, we go to the same summer camps year after year. People frequent the same restaurants all the time. Albert Einstein famously had seven pairs of gray slacks, white shirts, and a black suit jacket that he wore every day. And when they asked him why, he said, I don't want to waste time on thinking about what I'm going to wear. We like predictability. We like certainty but it's an illusion. The small elements of predictability that we put into our life of certainty is not the real condition of life. The real condition of life is one of transience, of change. One only needs to look at a picture from your high school yearbook, or if you're not in high school yet, look at a picture from your first birthday or your third birthday. 
If you're older, look at pictures from your wedding. And then you begin to realize and understand that life is a never-ending series of changes, of transience, and of uncertainty. If there is any certainty to be found in your life, it is the very fact and understanding that everything will change. Now, we like to superimpose control over that. But it is an illusion at best. Acts of control. What are the kinds of acts of control that we place on our lives? I'll give you a few examples. We buy life insurance. We put seatbelts on when we go in the car. I'm not criticizing any of those things, by the way. They're smart things to do. But the reality is that they are not all protective of us. We understand that. There is great beauty in understanding and accepting the uncertainty in your life. By seeing it and understanding it, you gain a deepness to your own existence, an awareness of just how beautiful your life can be when you deeply understand how quickly everything changes all the time. And so on Sukkot, as the Israelites wandered, day after day, month after month, year after year through the desert, they lived a life of uncertainty. And so once a year, we go outside and we embrace the uncertainty of our life. And in realizing how much things change all the time, we embrace and understand just how beautiful that makes life. Years ago, I read an article, and I don't remember who wrote it. But it was an article on the sakura. Do you know what the sakura is? The sakura are the Japanese cherry blossoms. The Japanese cherry blossoms, as you probably know, are remarkably beautiful, but they are punctuated in particular, and in Japan they are a cultural phenomena. And what makes them, according to this idea, so beautiful, in case you don't know, is that the sakura that the, that the Japanese cherry blossoms only blossom once a year for one week. It comes and then it goes. It is a great metaphor, a symbol of life, of understanding of how quickly things change and how the uncertainty of our life, rather than frightening us, should inspire us to live every moment appreciating just how special it is. Shabbat Shalom, Chag Sameach, and Mazel Tov.